Hello, everyone. I am honored to sit here today and chat with Cheryl Baxter and Beth Bowles. And these ladies are the baby boomers that you might know on TikTok and Instagram. And they have so graciously and kindly uh, said yes to my request to be on this episode of Creating You. So welcome, ladies. Thank Thank you. you, Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Very nice to meet you. So you're you are friends. You've been friends for a very long time. In my podcast, all the things that I do are about people taking care of themselves and whatever that means. And I think relationships are vital to that. So can you tell me about your beginnings with one another? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, we met in 1978, which is 44 years ago now. Oh, man. I know, a long time. And, <laughs> and we were standing in line at an audition for Disney for Kids of the Kingdom, which was a song and dance group at the park in California, in Anaheim. And we got chatting. And now here we are, 44 years later. We ended up actually again then two months later, or maybe a year later, yeah. being in a show called Sophisticated Ladies, which was a Duke Ellington musical. And we did it at the Schubert together and traveled, we, all, traveled all over the world. Once we started working together, we just we were lucky enough to get to work together a lot. And there's auditions in L.A. And I think at the very beginning, you know, uh, she invited me. She's oh, yes. very personable, as you can tell. And so at the very beginning, she invited me to one of her uh, birthday parties. parties and I brought her a gift and she ran in a different circle than I did. And I think, you know, there was just that. She is an only child, so she collects a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was that connection. And we always just tried to keep in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. I told her about an audition. I was working for Shackley. Oh, that's right. And had wanted her to audition for that. Mm-hmm. So she taught tap classes. I always, you know, would go. She and- came to a tap class. A couple of weeks ago, you were going through a box of stuff, mm-hmm. and she found a check that she'd written to me for $4 <laughs> in 1978. For one tap class, isn't that funny? I was like, you found that check. Yeah, I that's kept it. That's the crazy part. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and you brought me at the party. She brought me this cute little top that I kept for years. A little striker. I love that. Top. Yeah, it was so cute. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I think we've really enjoyed our sense of humor. We've been, uh, you know, very compatible as friends, being in the same industry, mm-hmm. and you know, it's just been a really nice journey to have somebody on your side for all those years and it's been um funny because you know 400 people sometimes audition for things 400 women and then they pick 10 and so many times yeah she'll be like the, the two of us will get it i'll, be the, and I'll yeah. be the blonde now yeah. the gray <laughs> <laughs> so we'll call each other did you get it yeah did you get it yeah you know and it's so funny that different people in different you know, television, film, and commercials with Iris together. Well, and, and we have very many oddities also that go run through us. It's like our mothers were born in April. They're both 93 to 2, going to be 93. Going to be 93. And uh, mm-hmm. Cheryl and I, we she met her husband in Sophisticated Ladies. Mm-hmm. I ended up, my second husband I met in Sophisticated Ladies, a different version mm-hmm. of Sophisticated yeah. Ladies. And so we have a lot of things in common. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so neat. That's so neat. I, I told you before we started, I have a friend from, from grade school. So we're in our 40th plus year friendship. And she, I found out her grandmother's best friend was my first grade teacher. And oh. we didn't meet until later in years. And, and yeah, 
So it was really kind of cool. We lived 20 minutes apart for the first 10 years of our lives until we met in person. Yeah. Wow. We're we're the same age. We were both 64. Yeah. And uh, it's just been a, a, a nice journey. Yeah. You know, we have this other set part of our lives where we're on TikTok and we're having a ball. <laughs> now, do you guys really hang out with your husbands with each other? You guys, you guys show sometimes the husbands are helping film. We came things. over here for 4th of July. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, her husband's a golfer. Mine is not. And he has his own group of friends mm-hmm. and that's fine. And, and, you know, Paul is sort of a loner. My husband's kind of a loner. So, but they're fine together. They came over all the time when we were doing TikToks at the very beginning. Every so often we would have celebrations. And so we would all come together and have dinner and stuff, celebrations. And we've done a lot of holidays together. We have, we have. Yeah, over the years. Mm-hmm. Over the years. Easter's and Christmas parties. Mm-hmm. And, but it's not about the men. <laughs> true story, true story. <laughs> So you have this beautiful following. Um, you bring vibrancy and youth definitely to what you do. And I'm only 10 years behind you. And I think I can't move like that. And I'm not even there yet. You you have kept you've kept the dancing thing going through the years, it looks like. Both grew up dancing. So we yeah. both started at an early age. My mom's a dance teacher. She's still teaching dance and she's 92. Oh. So she's been teaching dance in Wisconsin for 75 years at her own studio. Wow. So I think our thing is to never stop. We've never really stopped. No, I, and we've always stayed really active. And I mm-hmm. think that's the thing that listeners need to know is, you know, there's stretching and yoga and all these things mm-hmm. that people can Pilates. do. And I think what happens with health in general mm-hmm. is when you just become a, you, you don't even walk, you know, around the block and you sit and watch tv or do whatever and you're sedentary that just leads to other things encroaching on your being because you're just not keeping your strength up your your mobility and somebody said if you can get down on the ground and get back up <laughs> that's the biggest thing is to be able to get down and then get yourself up without holding on to anything so it's like i always test myself can i still do that <laughs> I can't at the moment because I, I have a bad hip um, from dancing and teaching tap since I was little. So I don't have any cartilage in my hip. Mm. So someday I'm going to fix it. But, you know, I figure out how to work around it at the moment. <laughs> yeah, when we dance and stuff, you know, there's so many great dancers on TikTok, right? So it's like um, we take their stuff and we boomerize it. Mm-hmm. Maybe boomerize it for sure. And we um, don't twerk. No, <laughs> and we we watch out for her hip. Yeah, I gotta be careful not to hop too much and things like that. So, yeah. we, however, we are big proponents for uh, staying active mm-hmm. and keeping our weight in check. Mm-hmm. You know, I know both of us have fluctuated, especially through COVID during the time Ooh. at home. What do we call it? The COVID fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it got to COVID be COVID 20. twenty thirty, <laughs> and you know, you get back out of it, and you're like, oh, yeah, time to. And I think that, you know, when you have weight on your knees and on your joints, that kind of stuff, it doesn't help us as we age. And um, I know diet is a bad word. It's just, I think people can watch what they eat. Yes. And that's what we do. Mm. It's very healthy. And it is easy in California because it's warm weather all the time. So you're not covering up with layers to hide things. And then spring happens and you go, you know, yeah. 
So we are, it is a nice aquatic. We are fortunate with the weather. Yeah, we, right. can, we can swim and we can do things longer in a period of time. But, you know, now everybody can go to the gym. They can have a pool inside, you know. And for with your job, I would think, Heather, you know, mental health and everything, it all is, you know, together as one to a certain degree. Absolutely. And I know in New England where we have the seasonal change with the sun sets at 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, mid, you know, the darkest part of winter. And we do layer up and we make that homemade bread during COVID because what else oh. are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Well, I grew up in Wisconsin and she was born in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, but I grew up in Boulder. So, so we Colorado. know we know cold weather. And yeah. Yeah. And it does change your mental health if you don't have those other activities that give you, that energize you. Well, and I know of friends that live in cold weathers that actually have those lamps. Yes. You know, those sun lamps. So that helps with their oh, yeah. mental state because they think that, and I'm sure it does. There's some, you know, study behind it that it helps with your, your whole mental outlook on so yeah. getting that light. And then mm -hmm. the winter sports, did you ski? Yeah. All those winter sports. I, I never could. My mother, the dance teacher said, you'll break your legs. So, you know, I was not a skier. <laughs> uh, sorry. We call those therapy boxes and they do. They keep your circadian rhythm in place. They're very, very important. Yeah. Therapy yeah. light box. Yep. So warm weather absolutely makes it easier to eat well, do well. Being in California, you're surrounded also by part of the society that believes that you have to look and feel a certain way at certain ages. How do you, you've countered that seemingly. How do you tend to that? It's interesting. It's interesting. I feel that there's been a shift. When we first came out here and we were dancing and singing and acting on television, it probably had to be this big. Yeah. And so, therefore, I remember eating like a little bit of tuna and a little bit of salad. And it wasn't healthy. It wasn't enough calories per day. So I feel like I did a little bit of a detriment to myself by slowing down my metabolism because I wasn't putting enough food in there. And now I feel like they're... The, the, our society out here with television films is a little more welcoming of body shapes. I think that's changed. Well, era. it's the Me Too movement that yes, really yes, did that and yes. the inclusivity mm -hmm. of all shapes and sizes, mm -hmm. like with Lizzo and people like that mm -hmm. that have done it. What is interesting for Cheryl and I, even though we went through that, you know, age of, you know, you had to, you still had to be skinny. People were mean to us. Directors could be mean. Oh, yeah. Producers could be mean. They would weigh in sometimes. They would weigh you. I've been in situations where you've stepped on the scale and that never happened. And now we're into this other, other era and being on TikTok, which is, you know, all these young, mm -hmm. young generations on mm -hmm. there. And you would think inclusivity would be, you know, totally okay, but we still get a lot of ageism now. And that's mm -hmm. been interesting. You know, they make uh, judgments that were grandmothers. N neither one of us are. You know, they 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 just make assumptions, which I always call them out on. We both do. We call them out on going, really, really, you're going to assume this? I We thought that you were a generation that was inclusive. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I think that's why we're on there to a certain degree, you know, uh, is to I think we like that. You know, they make snap judgments about me because I've let my hair go gray. They make snap judgments about us. And. It's nice to have those conversations with them to kind of go, really, what are you thinking? What, you know, what are you, what do you really believe? And, you know, what, what, 
you know, what are you saying here? You know, because you're not being kind to us. So what what is that about? Well, how well done, how, how inclusive of you to just draw them into a conversation rather than saying, be gone with you. Yeah. And I also love that us on TikTok, we have all of these young women. There's a group of young women that don't feel heard or seen. And, you know, TikTok is the everyman's platform. Anyone can get on TikTok. You know, Kardashians are kind of lost in TikTok. You know, it's not like Instagram. Instagram's a different beast altogether. And so you have more people that can express themselves and, and they, they get close to us, you know, because they think we look like good role models. And I always joke with them going, you don't really know us. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're square shooters with yeah, them yeah, and, yeah. and we do include them and uh, love them up as much as we can. You know, it, it's difficult when you have a lot of followers. You never know who, if it's a bot following you right. or who it is. And sometimes it goes fast. The scroll goes really fast. If we're on a Sunday, sometimes there's up to five or 600 people or 800 people on there sometimes. And, you know, if they're like, talk to me. And we're like, okay, toss. tell us again what you said. It scrolled by so fast, you know. But it's fun. We, we enjoy the lives. I know some people don't um, go live. But I think we like to joke and have a good time. and. Chit-chat. Yeah, we like to chit chat. <laughs> you, you do. And you're very authentic in it. And so one of my favorite lives was when you were waiting to get, I think, up to 700 participating or something. And some, you were going to jump in the pool with your clothes on. Oh, and, yes. And I'm not great in water because I grew up in Wisconsin with no pool. So I don't swim very well. And I'm always, every time I jump in, in my clothes, like we did with that uh, Mama Mia one, we jumped in in our, our yeah. overalls. And I said to Beth, I have to go into the shallow end because I'm going to be weighed down and I may drown. Not your that own pool. It's, I'm it's there to save her. I am there to <laughs> save her. I'm better now, though. I've been swimming. But yeah, yeah, that was a Lizzo. Yes. Uh, that was Lizzo's. And it, you never know on TikTok what's going to go or what's not. And we did Lizzo's. We boomerized it. And um, it went over 700,000 mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. really quickly. And so as a celebration, we jumped into the pool, mm-hmm. yeah, to thank our, you know, we, it's like, what do you do? I mean, you want people to know we really appreciate them mm-hmm. and, um, you know, because they don't have to watch us. Mm-hmm. Beth, I'll say, if you, if you tap on the screen and get us up to 6,000 likes, we'll leave. We'll leave you alone. I'll, I'll quit boring you. We'll quit, we'll quit boring you. <laughs> Um, and when we get up to 400,000 likes or whatever, I'll be like, I lied about that. <laughs> We're still staying on. <laughs> but yeah, it's been very sweet. Mm-hmm. It's been very sweet for Cheryl and I to be 64 uh, and to have had this come into our lives. Now, do you know how this all started? For you? With TikTok? No, oh, tell me. That was a question I was going to ask. Oh, okay. So we started in 2021. Beth and I both. She got a call from our agent and mm-hmm. said, come in. Or did you send a video? Well, they it was my birthday. Right. And a 64. Little, yeah, my 64th birthday. And a little backstory. I lost my son, my only child, five years ago. And so it's been a struggle. And I wasn't sure if anything great would ever come my way ever again or if I, if I cared. You know, will I, a friend said to me just recently, are you amazed looking back that you're still here? 
And there is a part of me that is amazed that I'm still here. And so it was my birthday. We had, uh, I know some people aren't going to like this, but there's a medium that we had seen when our son died. And I had asked her to do a Zoom with us on my birthday. So I had that planned, you know, a birthday dinner. You know, my husband was making steaks because it was during COVID. Right. So um, here comes a phone call from the agent saying, you know, really quickly, can you learn a rap song and dance to it? Like you're in a choir. So I was and like, it's a rap song. So it doesn't really fly out of your mouth as comfortably as, you know, a show tune. And I, I almost, uh, no, I almost felt like it was intruding on my birthday. Right, of course. Even right. though it was an audition. They didn't, I don't, did they, they didn't say it was for the Grammys? I don't think so. If they would have told me it was for the Grammys, I would have worked hard. <laughs> well, now I know the story, but keep telling it because I yeah, thought, I, but go ahead. Yeah. So I sent, I, you know, my husband, I wrote the words out and I, did a little dance. He said, throw a scarf on. And I was 20 pounds heavier than I am. Throw a scarf on. I look like Mama Cass. <laughs> <laughs> and the dogs were in it. They wanted to dance with me. And I said, I don't care. Just send it in. So we sent it in. And sure enough, I got it. Another friend of ours, Sarah Jane, she got it. And Sarah Jane and I go down because we have to have a COVID test at the LA uh, convention, convention center. So on the way back, I am getting these pictures from Cheryl. Now, I didn't get the audition originally because they wanted lovely gray-haired people. Mm -hmm. And I don't dye my hair. I mean, I, I don't. I do, I do dye my hair. <laughs> I don't go gray. Um, so I didn't get the initial call. So it's a Sunday morning. I know she's going down there for her COVID test because we talk every day. The agent calls me Sunday morning. Now, I haven't left my house since 2020, March, usually. I mean, I mean, maybe I'll go to the grocery store, but we're still conquered down in our house no work there hasn't been any television and film work so my agent calls can you get down to the convention center uh there's a, i said is this for the grammys she goes yes well somebody couldn't make it they were out of town they couldn't really get their covid test who doesn't go for a covid test can't make it for the grammys so i got down there said, can you get down there in 30 minutes i said yes i can i go george get me down there so he's driving i'm sending in the uh, uh the, the, the little and whatever I have to send in. Yeah. So I get down there and I thought instead of call her, I'm going to send her pictures. So I sent her pictures of where of she walking just walking into the convention like, center. So then fast forward to we both do the Grammys with the baby, back him up, singing rock star. And Trevor Noah is the host and he comes out and says, This is the baby and the baby boomers. And so here we are. Yeah, and we just took it to TikTok. Yeah. He had uh, the baby had a rock star challenge. Well, he didn't. Somebody had a rock star challenge. Right dance challenge and we said let's do that and it went over to past one million views our first video you should have seen us we were sitting on here at Beth's table and we had no idea what i hadn't really even looked at tiktok we were instagram facebook you know i had been on tiktok i didn't know that my husband was like on it all the time he goes yeah that song is already on here i'm like you're weird. I hadn't even looked at the account. So here we are watching it at our at the table, screaming, laughing, going, what is happening? The numbers were just going. <laughs> and in two days or three days, it got to um, 1.1 million. We were like, what is happening? So here we are. <laughs> Amazing. It was so funny. And I, you know, I think it really speaks to, uh, for me, mental health. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, keeping myself all those years 
you know, you talked about grief recently that you got the papers from your mom, so state or something, you know, attempting to find ways to keep all of that at bay. And, um, and it, it had kept me alive, you know, dealing with it and um, being open to possibility. I didn't know what it was. I figured this happened to me for, you know, I don't know if, if I believe things happen to you for a reason. I think that life happens and you have to be open to that possibility. And what are you going to do about it? And how are you going to navigate? Mm. So then out of the blue comes this audition and my life changes. The grief is still there. The ill, you know, that sick feeling worse than this uh, is always still there. However, um, you know, I think having, knowing that, my son is watching all this and laughing hysterically is uh, huge. Mm. You do feel like he has a hand in some way. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I just get the call. I didn't even audition. I didn't send in a video. All of a sudden, they're like flopping me right in the middle of it. And then this happens. So. And she, she, look at her hair. She, <laughs> she was like the only one up there with dark hair. How weird is that? I mean, the baby didn't even go, you're not gray. Yeah. Get out. He was like, oh, come on. You <laughs> Very kooky. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. And it's beautiful that you've made meaning from the loss mm. in keeping yourself well and sharing that with others. The transparency that you have when you are sharing yourselves beyond the dancing, this, your lives, other things. That's all humanity needs from one another. Yeah, you live long enough, you have a lot to share. Yeah. That's true. I <laughs> say more experiences and more. Yeah. Well, just more life happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Was there a time when you thought, um, we're going to not do this? Like, we did it, we're good, we're done, and move. we're going to move on? TikTok? Any of it, yeah. Uh, not yet. I think we're so very intrigued by it okay. because things are starting to happen it's still evolving yeah. we don't know where it's going we now have social media agents mm -hmm. we've been doing sponsorships for people you know mm -hmm. we've done a, a bag company we've done a cowboy boot company we've done a face thing soft yeah i gotta try out the soft clothing yeah really nice. Oh, really nice and right now I, they've been having a sale and they liked us so much that they had us come down and do a whole print thing for them mm -hmm. So, you know, we just don't know where it's going. And it's fun because it's our thing. You know, so much when you're in the entertainment business, somebody else is producing, somebody else is choreographing, somebody else is directing, you know, usually. Mm -hmm. uh, and so this is fun. Yeah. It's kind of our thing. Like, what do you want? You wake up in the morning and you're like, what, well, do you what, do what do should, we, should do? we do? Let's, you know, so it's interesting. Yeah, we really haven't gotten into doing our own thing yet, and, and well, we should yeah, choreograph trends. Yeah, choreograph some of our own stuff. We haven't done that. We've had so much fun just taking other people's stuff and reinventing it to fit mm -hmm. us, mm -hmm. and we don't live together. So it's like we have to pick our time. She's mm -hmm. busy teaching, mm -hmm. so we pick things, and we, we do them, you know, and um, and then we love, love doing our mm -hmm. lives and talking to people. And it is interesting when you see people that are a couple or married or, 
living together. And so they can get up and, you know, do it anytime they want. We have to be on the phone. You know? yeah. yeah, it has to be planned. It has to be planned. And then we get so much in the can, we call it. We'll do two or three or four in a day and then stay home. Right. The process. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been good. No, I always said I was going to be the old lady who said, where's the beat? Where's the beat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're still doing film and television together. We did a show called Be Positive last year that was on um, CBS. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. It was, uh, so we were in the opening credits, and that was really fun with uh, other friends of ours and our agents. Yeah. And Cheryl does stuff. I do yeah. stuff. Yeah, and we both still working a lot. She's going to be doing um, a show again at the end of this, the end of this month. I'm doing an Apple TV series, Christian Way, so that's fun. And yeah, we still do. I, I teach a lot. I teach at UCLA and AMDA. So I teach tap and musical theater, dance and movement and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, we keep busy. We're busy bees. Staying active is key. It really is. I think it keeps you younger. And I like the endorphins. You know, I forgot to say that. I feel like when you're working out, like she's got a Peloton bike and, you know, those endorphins raise and you get motivated. I think that's really good for people too. Yeah. 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 I think that's some of your, in watching the dancing, it, it, I love how you said you've boomerized it. You watch it and you go, I could do that. And then you get up and you start dancing to it. And I had on a, a, month or so ago uh the bearded boomer and he does dancing on tiktok and instagram and to what him yeah yeah oh bearded boomer bearded boomer bearded boomer underscore i think um he just again inspires like i i could do that dance actually watching him sometimes i couldn't because he does salsa and all kinds of other things but but that idea that just watching someone do it and then being inspired to do it, whatever it is, movement, right. other things. Yeah. Right. Well, that's great. And I think it's also, as we get older, you know, being able to still be outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it takes some courage, mm-hmm. you know, cause we, I think many people get more fearful as they get older and they get set in their ways. Mm-hmm. And so it's always like, are you on that cliff? What is the next jump you're going to make that scares you a little bit that you'll be able to do? You know, I uh, took my mom on a, a trip to Northern California and my husband had to come with me. We had two wheelchairs because of her husband, his oxygen. You know, she had her walker, the one that she wanted. And I was so amazed because um, it was fearful. It could be very fearful. And I just had to keep telling her, you know, I've got you, I've got you. But there's no way she could have done it by herself. However, even to take the trip, I thought Mm -hmm. she was brave to do because Mm -hmm. there's so many things that could have gone, you know, a little wrong. I said, what are you most afraid of? And I thought she was going to say one of us died or something. She said, I'm most afraid of that our flight is going to be canceled. I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, man, I thought it was like she was going to croak on the plane or something. So, um, you know, she didn't say that. She was just afraid of it being canceled. And I said, all we would do is wheel you over to a restaurant and we'd have a good meal. And if we had to go back home, we'd get a car and go back home. I said, if that's your worst fear, not, not a problem. We, we can handle that. 
So I think it is asking people, you know, what are you afraid of? What is your worst fear? What's the worst thing that can happen? And knowing there's options. Yeah. And a lot of people will ask me too about how we reinvent ourselves for our third act, you know, or whatever act we're in, right? I think <laughs> is it three? Is it three? <laughs> because it is an interesting thought to reinvent yourself because, and especially with friends of mine that maybe have done the same thing all their life. And then they turn 60, 65, and they go to retire. And they're like, well, now I've retired for five years, but I'm bored. <laughs> so everybody's trying to find themselves again in something. Not that retirement's not fabulous, but yeah. you can get bored. You know, and, you, and your brain, you want to keep your brain. We were talking about that. Keep your brain active and learn new things. I know people sometimes take up dance classes, you know, when they're over 60 and they've never done it before. Crossword puzzles, I know all that stuff, but you know, you take a nice tap class and you have to learn all these little tap steps and it keeps your brain on. Yeah, and and I, you know, we always are telling our friends, we have a lot of friends on Facebook Mm -hmm. and that generation, you know, refuses to move over to TikTok, right? So they want us to post all of our TikToks on Facebook so they can watch them. And at first (laughs) we were trying to go, no, you only get a snippet, you have to go to TikTok. And then we're like, oh, throwing our hands up because they never would move. However, you know, here's another platform. Remember when our parents said, I'll never be on the internet. I'll never send an email. It'll always be a handwritten note. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. yeah, you have to keep going. And I just read an article that said TikTok is the new Google. Because if you go on TikTok and and as you know, you can Google, put we call it Googling, right? And Google is such an amazing brand. But you put in there to search something, it could be broccoli casserole. Mm -hmm. It comes up with people making it. It could be, how can I find the right lip color? It'll come up. It will tell you. And you'll have a tutorial. So um, I found that fascinating. Mm -hmm. And and how uh, TikTok is not going. It's just not going. We try our hand at YouTube. YouTube's a harder animal as well. We have the baby boomer's life on YouTube. But. It's hard. It's a, hard, it's a it's longer, hard, format. longer format. We're trying. We're, yeah, we're that's gonna something that we're going to dive into. Yeah, we're going to dive into. That'll be our next. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be watching for that. And you're right. The reinventing or the or the adding the new thing, it allows the brain to create new synapses and do all those things that do keep keep us youthful. What are your favorite self care regimes? What routines? Any of any of the things you do that it I do this because it makes me feel good. And if I don't do it, I notice that it's missing. I like my shake in the morning. That got me started on the screen shake that I love. And when I wake up and I do the fruit and the vegetables and spinach, and I, that kind of gets me going in the morning. Of course, I have to have my cup of coffee. But, um, you know, I love my green shake. I mean, that's, that's the first thing. And my skincare. Yeah, she um, is a naturally uh, happy person. Mm-hmm. So my morning re- uh, ritual, I mm-hmm. ran into this book called The Miracle Morning by Hel Elrod. And so I started doing that. And with everything that's gone on in my life with Cal, my son, you know, I if I don't do my morning ritual of I meditate and I have a Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza meditation that I do, it's about 20 minutes. So, you, you know, I wouldn't. Uh, you know, say people should start with 20 minutes, but you can get a Calm app, which I love Calm, and do, you know, smaller meditations. But I love that. 
I do journal and I do read something up. I saw that you were reading the four agreements. Mm -hmm. You know, we, I love that book. I know Cheryl's read that book. Um, right now I'm reading untamed by Glennon Doyle. Uh, Doyle. Mm -hmm. I'm reading that. And then I also, for years, I did science of mind at mm -hmm. Ernest uh, Holmes. So I pulled my big book out again and I'm just like highlighting and redoing it again. And then I also, you know, have a therapist. So I speak to somebody on a regular basis. If I, you know, if I don't have that morning peace, and a lot of times I have to jump up and I don't do it, but it makes me feel centered because a lot of times I think with grief that is, you know, really strong, you can be floaty. And I floated for years in grief and, um, you know, just could never get myself really grounded. So I, I do that, you know, attempt it on a morning basis, but I have to really schedule it and know, you know, mm. what yeah. yeah. I see you ladies writing a book and you each oh. get a chapter. You alternate chapters because I think your stories individually oh. and collectively, just from the teeny little bit of this conversation and watching you. Yeah, that's, that's a book I'd buy. Oh, that's sweet of you. Yeah, that's very sweet of you. <laughs> Thank you for the idea. Yes. You're, welcome. You're welcome. I'll get a signed copy when you do it. That'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> you know how to write. We need somebody to help us. I know how to read. I know how to read. <laughs> the collection of stories, the, the experiences, and the bravery, the tenacity, the resilience, all of those, those words match the journey that you've been on. What has been, of all the people that you've met, what is one person that you've met that you go, all right, that that was kind of pretty special and, and I'm glad, other than your husbands and family and but in your careers? Well, I have a couple. I when I first moved to town, I came from a little town of four hundred people, three hundred and sixty-three to be honest, six blocks long in Wisconsin. And so, I've been there. She's been there. Yeah. We've got seven acres of land or five acres of land, you know. Um and I moved to Los Angeles, and my dreams were to be a professional dancer. And so I loved film and television. So mom, you know, got me ready, teaching me to dance, and I came out here. So my first job was actually a movie called Xanadu. So I got to work with Olivia and Gene Kelly. And Gene Kelly had been my hero. I watched every Gene Kelly movie with my mom. So to actually get to meet him and work with him and dance with him, and he was going to send me to Paris to the Paris Opera to teach tap. So I got to spend a couple of days just he and I in a studio tapping together. And he called my house and say, yeah, I'm trying to get you a visa to get over to Paris to teach. And the visa didn't happen because it was a government paid job. So I ended up not going and going to sophisticated ladies. And now my life is with my husband meeting him in that show and stuff. And I'd probably be in Paris now with a bunch of little grandchildren. <laughs> in a Frenchman. In a Frenchman, probably. But so things work out for a reason. But that's probably the first the one that hits my Brains. As a child, Gene Kelly was my idol. First two months I'm in LA, I get, you know, audition for that film and got to meet him and work with him. My goodness. So that's that's my favorite. That's the first thing that hit my mind. Well, and you know, she's worked with a, a ton of different people, so there's many people for her to, to have to choose from. And I, you know, I've been really fortunate to work with a lot of people also, but on a different bend, but she's involved in it is that um, during the AIDS epidemic here in Los Angeles, 
they were going to see Marianne Williamson. And I had just gotten divorced and moved back to Los Angeles. And they said, why don't you come with us and um, go see Marianne Williamson, who's big in Course in Miracles. So um, I, being a divorcee and whatnot, trying to find my way, uh, I signed up to work in her office. So, you know, it's always the same, and I'm going to say it wrong, is, you know, uh, don't shoot the messenger because she was truly a human and had her flaws. And it taught me so much. It, it started me on my personal development journey. And from her reading Return to Love, being around her, um, working in the nonprofit organizations that I did for a lot of AIDS organizations and then did a uh, what is it called when you raise money, a telethon for AIDS organizations. It just started to really open my eyes and my mind about giving back and volunteering and um, following a personal development event. Mm -hmm. So really getting into a course of miracles, which led to, you know, so many other things. And then I went on to do a personal development course that, you know, changed my life with my husband that um, really saved us and saved our relationship with our, our son. So we had a really great understanding of who our son was and without any expectations and before he, he died. So I, I would have to say that was sort of the biggest, she was one of the biggest catalysts of meeting her that I was like, oh, this is, this is something. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember Marianne Williamson from Course in Miracles? Did you ever read her books? Yes. Yeah, and she ran for yes, yeah. But this was back in the eighties. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had so many friends pass aids being in the yes. entertainment industry. So many. We are this sophisticated ladies show that that we did. Almost everyone's gone. Mm-hmm. And being in the dance world out here, you know, from the television commercials and that we've done, so many people in the eighties that were dancers, their performers just yeah, right, right, such a yeah. Horrible time. Over here, it was kind of that feeling again. Yeah, we have another epidemic that we're going to have. Friends that were hit hard with that. In yeah, the beginning, COVID. there's no nothing you couldn't do anything about it. The first one was really heavy on the chest, and some people, you know, really didn't make it. Mm. Yeah, so it's, well, that's been rough. and difficult to talk about because we didn't have all the information, much like the AIDS uh, epidemic. Yeah. I was teaching online at the time for three different colleges. So I would have my Zoom classes in my dance room in my house. So I'd have students flying back to Europe that would come on and say, I can't come to class today. My grandfather's dying. Mm-hmm. They would get off the airplane and they would bring COVID back to the house before they knew what they were doing. The grandparents would get it. You know, it's just horrible. Mm-hmm. So I had to deal with a lot of students going through loss at that point on this little screen on Zoom. You know, it's just was an odd time. Wow. Lightened up now, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. In the midst of all of this, though, you have kept your yourselves intact. You've kept your relationship intact. You're now your fun TikTok-ness intact. I just made up a word. I, <laughs> I like it. I really <laughs> feel that TikTok-ness. <laughs> well, I think it did come at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because it came just like boom, and there it is. Mm-hmm. And then it opened up for one, boom. <laughs> it's exactly the right time. Mm-hmm. 
what do you want people to know when they're watching you, when they're hearing about you in your stories and, and your lives? What is, what is something you really want people to, to know? Really good question. I think, um, you know, there's something about being your own warrior in your life and, you know, to keep going and to keep hoping and dreaming mm -hmm. and that anything is possible at any age and to be your own advocate also. You have to stand up for yourself and you just have to, um, you know, believe that life just doesn't end. You know, there's more to create, always more to create. And I think people need to hear from elderly people just as much as they need to hear from younger people. And um, we know that from our, our mothers. mothers. Our mothers. And uh, there was a woman named Beverly that danced with us on film and television till she was 90, till she passed away. She danced with us. She had danced with Shirley Temple. She had danced with Clark Gable. We would sit around her and she'd tell stories. And two months, I don't know, after our last job together, she had surgery and didn't make it to the surgery. But she danced every day. She said, I put my leg up when on this bar, or, you know, when she's doing her dishes, she puts, <laughs> she goes, if I can still touch my toes. So I always think you wake up every day and put one foot in front of the other. I always want to feel like I'm moving ahead and not staying in one place. So whatever that is for each person, you know, for me, it's getting up and creating our TikToks and teaching new students and, you know, you just want to, you want to keep on your journey. You want to keep moving. And I think, you know, I've had two different kinds of cancer. And I think even as we get into the age where more illnesses, you know, seem to come to some people, um, you know, it's about taking that on and also knowing that you're going to get on the other side. There has to be a knowingness. There has to be a belief and doing all that you can. And I think some people just aren't willing to do what it takes to get beyond. Mm -hmm. You know, it's much easier to just stay where you are. And I think we have to continue to evolve. If, you know, it's, it's great to have something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I have found. I needed something to look forward to. And I think my son brought me something to look forward to to create, to make our own. Um, I really believe he had a hand in that. Mm. Yeah. I feel his energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, when you had your cancer, I mean, that's part of what we put in ingesting to our bodies. It's not just DNA. It's also, you know, knowing to cut out the sugar or cut out the alcohol or cut out the... The body was really stressed. Stress, yeah. Total but everybody yeah. has their thing, and I guess I'm just talking to people yeah. in general. You know, really watch what you're ingesting and putting in your body. Well, and stress is one and of those, stress, too. Stress is one of those. Stress is a big factor. You need yeah. to go to Heather and uh, have your stress relieved. <laughs> <laughs> people that we're talking to right now. <laughs> my clients are always my heroes. But you're right, the, to take that and internalize stress rather than to find a way to externally express it and tend to get it. Get it out. Get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to ask because I'm just selfishly curious. So listeners, you can block this out if you want. I love the, the Gene Kelly story because that was Gene Kelly, Danny Kay, Bing, I mean, all of them for me growing up. I love that. The Muppet movie. Yes. The Muppet movie. Well, if you're in the Muppet movie. Yeah. The yeah, Paul. Well, and who did we get to meet on the Muppet movie? 
we did, we got to meet Mickey, Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. And his yeah. son, Michael Rooney, was the choreographer. Yes. Good friend of ours. And didn't we get to watch him shoot his scene? He shot his little he sat one afternoon after lunch and told us stories. They all sat around him on that lot, sat, right, on, yeah, the, right sat. on the grass. He sat on his feet, high chair, and people listening to all of his stories. They like to talk about Judy and you know, stuff about the MGM days. And so we were all, you yeah. know. And my son also was in, and he was 17. And I remember going to Ellington. Listen, this is important. Because, you know, I don't think he knew Mickey Rooney. I don't think I'd, I'd shown him Gene Kelly and Donald O'Connor. I'd shown him all those movies. I don't think I went back that far. So I'm like, listen, this is important. <laughs> this is old Hollywood right here. That was quite that was quite a fun experience. Jason Siegel had written that movie because he loved the Muppets. And he just, you know, put that whole thing together. And we, and he we was were, really good. It was, too. He was it, adorable. Oh, he was so cute, Jason Siegel. I love him. And, you know, we were on that set of the old... Uh, where they did 76 strong bones, you know, that's at the yeah. same square right there. So much fun. We were probably about four weeks on that, maybe. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a great gig. So much fun. So much fun. I think that's one of our favorite. I mean, we have a lot of favorite gigs together. Mm -hmm. just we did have them. And Be Positive was another favorite gig oh because that was gosh. so much fun. You know, we, we were all of an age. Everybody was over sick. Because the premise of Be Positive is a nursing home. Right. So uh, this whole beginning part is a whole, like a vaudeville dance of, what is it called? They danced with walkers. And yeah, I mean, it was so mm -hmm. incredible. And, jazz and she was in the pool with these oh, women. The they were a real group. They yeah. were the group of swimmers. They were a real yeah, a team of, a team. What is that called when you, you do uh, dance? Synchronized swimming. Thank you. Thank you. Nice swimming team. Yeah. They were hysterical. And they all had like really blue eyeshadow and the flowery caps so and they true. would, you know, dive off. Yeah. So that was so much fun because we did get to work with people that we've worked with for 43 mm -hmm. years. A lot of those dancers we've known forever. Mm -hmm. So it was our group. Mm -hmm. So we, we had a lot of laughs. That's our favorite thing. You know, when you're on a set and you're dancing and singing with people that you've known forever, and you're just looking them on the room going, here we are again. And that's what I want to do until I'm 90. And you just feel so blessed and so lucky. Yeah. We're, I mean, we all walked around going, this is amazing. This is just amazing that we're all here together. And that was another long day. That was a yeah, nice long day. Because, you know, sometimes now the budgets are so short. You go in and run it in the morning and you film it in the afternoon or the day before and you film it. So you get two days. The old days, you could be on it for a long time. So these new ones that are coming up that are a week or two, you're like, ooh, what happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> used to be six months. I think Xanadu was six months. Wow. Oh, oh, it was a long, 4 a.m. calls, you know. I was 21. Wow. I, like I was like, I'll go in and sit, just sit around. Sure. Yeah. So much fun. Learned so much. Yeah. Mm. So Muppet movie was great. So I, I take it you watched that movie. When it came <laughs> out in the theater. It's yeah. a cute, cute movie. Yeah. Yep. And then we also sang in a uh, duo mm -hmm. group together for years up at Universal. It was called mm -hmm. Double Date. And it was with her husband. My her husband. husband created this whole thing with two other women. Two, two, men, two men and two women. So and she sang uh, uh, soprano and I sang alto. And my husband with the tenor and another bass. And we were in a, a 50s 
Have you ever been to Universal in LA? No. We were in Mills Diner and we sang in a 50s, 57 Chevy that was converted into a stage. Heather, you're going to have to come to LA and stay with us and we'll take oh. you around, girl. I would be thrilled. What a, <laughs> what a joy that would be. You, uh, this, just even this has been, uh, I have to go get a diary so I can write in it. <laughs> But we still seem to do it once in a while. Yeah, no, we actually were asked to perform for a uh, garden club in Burbank. And I don't know if we're going to be able to get it together because they don't have any money to pay us. And um, I did say to this woman who it's all retired women. I said, you know, some of us still work. (laughs) So we don't have the day free. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, the three of us after Universal ended pretty much Cheryl, George, and I, and for another friend, Mike Moynihan, we kept doing gigs, you know, singing and singing and singing. We have a little TikTok just so that Beth and I can go live together when we're out of, you know, when we're not together and you can do a split. So it's called Double Date Duo. Is that right? Yeah. Got us singing on there. Yeah. Yeah. So we sing on there. That's cute. I mean, we we did it 88 through 99 at the park. So. Wow. Nice gig, but we could sub out. We had a lot of subs and then we'll do TV and film. And then that was kind of our steady gig. <laughs> That's fun. You, you strike me as a Manhattan transfer style group of people. Yeah, it people. was similar to that. Very, yeah. very, uh, all acapella. Yeah. 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 Which is always you know, challenging. Mm-hmm. Challenging. So we, that's why we sing sometimes on our lives. Because yeah. people will yell out Oklahoma and we'll start, oh, Oklahoma. Yeah. 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 We love to sing happy birthday to people. and yeah, I'm always like, get it, record it, record it, record it. You have to get on Cameo now. We're trying. I need to go back and talk to them. We oh, are no. attempting to get verified. Right. Okay. A little check, and we haven't been able to do that yet. We're going to we send it to our agents again, and then Cameo, we were thinking about doing that. Um, because her son Ellington is a uh, well, we also only had voice. Oh yeah, we both had two, one voice. That's the other oh, odd oddity. Yes. And her son is was in a group called R Five for years. Natural. And then he sort of went on his own, and he's a great drummer and a great actor. He's also a comedian. He's, he's, <laughs> he sings. So um, they just recently kind of got back together for a little rehab thing right right, there, right yeah little, yeah yeah one of the, the drummer got sick so yeah. i went and bailed the drummer out so it's a now the script's called the driver uh, so it's um it's yeah but ellington has a lot of followers mm-hmm. and so he did cameo so no, he did cameo. that's how we found out right. about cameo was, also yeah 10 years with this other band all over the world and it was fun for him so yeah so fun you are so fun. You both, your souls are so lovely. I'm so glad you did this with me. Thank, Thank you for you, asking Heather. us. Yes. Oh, oh my god, You're so shocked. You're like, I know. What? Podcast you is, are our first. You're our first. No. And since, yes. Yeah. And since you, we've had one other person now just recently. So we were like, bring on the podcast. Who knew? Yes. I'm going to have to get two diaries now. I actually, um, a dear family friend moved out there. His wife is a um, cardiac surgeon instructor for um, the big hospital, LA. I, I'm off. Peter, Peter Sinai. The other one. Providence, St. Joseph's? No. no, no, maybe it is Cedar Sinai. 
I have an excuse to go and visit. Yes. So if I did, I would meander over. Yes, you yeah. would. You would be in a TikTok. Oh, oh my. I have to get my. Oh my God. <laughs> would be in a TikTok. No duetting for you. Oh my, my. <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> show me very slowly and carefully the moves. I'm yeah. Irish, so we know how to jump up and down. That's about it. Oh, like our friend Mike Moynihan. Yeah. 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 Are you married? I am to my high school sweetheart. We try to set up Moynihan. Oh yeah, she's fine. <laughs> well, do you, have, do you have children? I do. I have a 26 year old beautiful daughter and a 25 year old beautiful son. Oh, oh my gosh, that's great. Fantastic. Well, we were going to hook you up, but. <laughs> well, I'll let my husband know. He's on. He's on alert. <laughs> Just in case it doesn't work. Just in case. Another morning. Irish man. Yeah. Irish have to stick together. Your final words of wisdom around self-care, vitality, life, the, the things that if, if someone thought I can only do one thing today for myself, what would you say? Well, two one thing. Go for it. Uh, one thing would be laugh it up. Oh, yeah. We laugh a lot. Laugh it up. Find something to laugh about. Even if you're alone. Mm -hmm. Put on a comedy. Mm -hmm. Something. Laughter. Yeah. Laughter the best medicine. Oh, it's true. Many times we have added to our lifespan because we have laughed till our tears are running down our faces. We have had a lot of laughs. A lot of laughs. You can't take yourself too seriously. Mm. You know, there's always got to be a little bit of comedy in your life. A little bit of that relaxes you. Yeah. It kind of takes the edge off. You know? Yeah. Of, of things. Yeah, you, yeah, you really can't take yourself too seriously. You've right. got to be able to laugh at yourself. That's a good one. Yeah. I yeah. love la laughing. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's what. That's a good one. Yeah. And we married men that make us laugh also. Yes. So we chuckle all the time. My husband still makes me laugh. Most people growing up. Yeah. Because he oh. tells, he's a, he's a dad joke kind of guy. He'll do the same dad joke over and over again. And you're like, George, you just said that joke. Well, I'm trying it again. Yeah, but I use it against him now. I use his jokes kind you of do. against him. I stump him all the time. You do stump him. It's because you, your delivery is so, so good. Great. She doesn't do it like, yeah, he's like a, she, he's like Waterbell. Cuff is like, you're like a real actor um, in a series, in a very serious, you say it very seriously. And then it doesn't run your case. No. Anyway, there you go. Laughter. Laughter. Timing is everything. It does. It expels the toxins. The energy that it takes to laugh expels so much. Mm -hmm. There's the exercise part too. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I, I always, I, I always feel better if I exercise. If I haven't done something in, in, in each day, I start to get like, what's wrong with me? Oh, no, I didn't dance today, or I didn't, didn't teach, move, or I didn't or swim, I didn't work out. Well, I have to work out every day. Something. Yeah. Even mm -hmm. if it's a little thing. Like, like you said, walking around the block, walk your dog around the block, or walk yourself around the block. You well, know? I think getting out in nature is mm -hmm. so important mm -hmm. also. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. And where you live, nature is, like, abundant and magical. It is. There's no excuse for us not to be outdoors. Even in the winter, though, you can find a sunny spot. There's, yeah. I think that's the thing that is an L.A. secret that people that see L.A., they just see a big city. We have so many mountain ranges to walk. We have a lot of walking areas that are beautiful, that are just hills that are in the middle of the town. And then, you know, we're like half an hour from the beach, 45 mm -hmm. minutes. So we, and we have the mountains. And so we do have a lot of things. We have to drive there, but we have, but we do have them. Yeah, we do. 
No, it's beautiful here too. Yeah, it is. Mm. So much science on that, the nature piece being vital to our yes. vitality. Absolutely. Now go outside and laugh. Yes. Yes. Laughing outside <laughs> while you're exercising. Oh my gosh. There are some things. <laughs> laugh outside exercise. <laughs> I want to see the book written with an entire okay. chapter on self-care. Okay. And yes, exchanging stories. Every other chapter, you guys get a chapter and yeah. Oh, that's okay. going to be a mission. Okay, that'll be four. Are there four? There's three. There's <laughs> only three, Cheryl. Can we say there's four? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that could be a chapter. In our third act. <laughs> that could be another chapter. Yeah. Be over okay. <laughs> and you could just, if you, you say you're not writers, but the storytelling, you both have storytelling magic. Just speak it. Voice, voice text it. Good idea. Somebody yeah, can yeah. make it help pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so honored to have met you. My heart and soul are full. I appreciate you sharing so many important thoughts and feelings and stories in this conversation. Heather, thank you for reaching out to us. That was so gracious and kind. And thank you so much. It was lovely meeting you. In person someday. Yeah. When you're you come out here. Yeah. Or we go there. We're in the East Coast. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Cheryl and Beth, for sharing your thoughts, your insights, your life experiences. That was a very special time for me to be with you. To my listeners, oh my goodness, what a treat for you. Definitely check out the show notes. There are several links at the bottom of the different topics that came up in conversation. If there's something today that you can do for you, laugh, move your body, reach out to a friend, maybe that you haven't spoken to in a while, do something that fills you up. I could not be happier if you could see me. The grin on my face is going to be here for several days, I'm sure. I am so glad you were here and I look forward to having you come on in to another conversation soon. Take care. 